Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is animal news. It's from BuzzFeed News. The headline is, A flightless, chicken-sized bird keeps re-evolving into existence. Re-evolving? Re-evolving. Hmm. Uh, Extinction keeps coming for a chicken-sized bird on a small island in the Indian Ocean, but every time it has re-evolved back into existence, according to a new study. What? So this bird has gone extinct multiple times. Um, The bird is a descendant of the species of flying bird known as the white-throated rail, and after going extinct three times over the course of tens of thousands of years, it's once again roaming the, um, the island Aldabra, uh, according to a new research, or according to new research published by the University of Portsmouth and Natural History Museum, uh, white-throated rails are island colonizers that migrated from Madagascar in all directions. Those that landed on Aldabra eventually evolved to become flightless because there were no predators on the island. However, that evolutionary step became a liability as changing sea levels have twice inundated and killed off everything on the island. Uh, starting some 136,000 years ago. So twice now, like, the uh, the ocean has risen to the point that it killed all of them off. Um, wow. But in the resulting fossil record, scientists found proof that after each die-off over time, white-throated rails would repopulate the island and then re-evolve into the flightless Aldabra rails that are now fl- thriving. So each time that they would die off, they would the originating species would come back to the island and eventually evolve into the flightless version again. That's so weird. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> uh, researchers compared the bones of a fossilized rail from before the inundation event with bones from a rail afterward and found that the wing bones showed an advanced state of flightlessness and the ankle bones showed distinct properties that it was evolving towards flightlessness. So they were able to see, like, through the fossil record that these birds were continuously coming back wow. into existence. Um, <laughs> the findings regarding the flightless Aldabra rail is an exceptional example of a very rare phenomenon called iterative, uh, iterative evolution, or the repeat evolution of a species from the same ancestor at different times in history. So that's something wow. I didn't know could happen. I also did not know that could happen. Well, I would have assumed that like the time it takes to do that would be so long that we would have no way to find evidence of that or like know that that happened yeah but apparently uh, i mean this was over the course of a hundred thousand plus years so there was there was quite an amount of time and they didn't evolve like too far they evolved into a flightless version of themselves so i don't know i I don't know i don't know (laughs) it's pretty cool (laughs) i'm not an evolutionary scientist neither am i darn Okay, my first story is AI news, which I've decided is a category now because we talk about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We make the rules. Yep. Okay, so this is from Vox. The headline is, a poetry writing AI has just been unveiled, and it's dot, 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 pretty good. (laughs) That doesn't doesn't instill a ton of confidence. Just wait. It's great. Just wait. Just wait. Um, So the way this works is pretty simple, actually. A user can give the system a prompt, so a few words, a snippet of text, a passage from an article, whatever you want. And the system has been trained on data drawn from the internet to predict the next words of the passage, meaning the AI will turn your prompt into 
some type of like text format. So either a news article or a short story or a poem. Okay. And the system is open source and someone made a website that uses it and you can just type in prompts and it will do it. So you can just try it out yourself. Okay. So before we recorded, I just spent like 20 minutes doing this on this website <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, so I'm going to read some of the best results that came out of it now. Uh, so also for the listeners, before we met up, I asked Anthony to give me like a creative writing prompt. And he I was, probably was, I was like, very confused, very confused why I was asking for that. I did but, not know what this was for. Um, so what he gave me was this. Once upon a time, Alex and Anthony went to the supermarket, but were disappointed to find that all they had was cabbage. So I typed that into the thing and this is what it continued. Okay. But then they discovered that a bag of kale and a bag of collard greens cost just one pence. The cost of a bottle of champagne was only one euro, says Anthony. There's so much more beautiful things out there than this. So where did the idea of a new drink come from? On my holiday to Ireland, we were eating salad, and I thought of it for a few weeks, says Alex. In January of 2015, they set up a coffee shop and then sold their first drink, a beer, called the Coddle Tea. The recipe came from their first batch. It was a blend of apple juice, sugar syrup, honey, milk, tea, and water. The result was a drink that is strong, refreshing, and creamy, unlike any of the other kinds we've had in the fridge, says Anthony. But the main ingredient, which comes from cherries, was added by hand after they were roasted. That's what it came up with. So then, so you can like keep doing it, okay? So I did it again. I did it again. Okay, same okay. prompt. Uh-huh. Once upon a time, Alex and Anthony went to the supermarket, but were disappointed to find that all they had was cabbage. Alex and Anthony are in a similar position to my father, where they go to the supermarket expecting to find something they really, really like, not something they find they absolutely hate, like broccoli. <laughs> As okay. a result, I started the diet, a practical guide to the dietary approach. As some have pointed out, the diet approach is not based on how many calories you eat, but on how many you eat in total. I use the term, eat what you need. The idea that I wanted was for Alex, who was still overweight, to follow an old-fashioned American diet and never try anything other than red meat, eggs, fish, sugar, and caffeine for a total of three meals a day. (laughs) What on earth? It's very, it's, like, uh, it's very entrepreneurial. Yeah, it's like, like it, it, it always starts sentence, some kind of business. That prompt, and it just started talking. It's like interviewing people about their. Th- okay, so then I I came up with some other ones too. Right? I'm sorry, I just love this right now. <laughs> I have three more. <laughs> okay, I typed this in. Alex and Anthony continued carefully through the forest. When they found the path that led back to their house, they found it was empty. The light came from two small fires and two tall trees, not too far from the road. As they watched, one of the boys approached, reaching down to pet the little bundle on his foot. What boy? I don't know. (laughs) What's for dinner, kid? The boy asked. There was a pause before Anthony whispered, something about pancakes. They watched for a while longer. (laughs) I'll get some bacon and onions, thanks, Anthony said. And I'll take it to your house for breakfast. (laughs) Are you laughing as much as this as I am? I'm sorry. I guess I'm just AI like... I came up with this. I'm just trying to figure out how it got there. Cause so apparently... The language itself is like perfect. It's like convincingly English, but the concepts are like, so confusing. So they said that the algorithm actually does it word by word somehow. Like it's not... 
It's like it's predictive like, text almost. Yeah. Like in a word by word manner. So it ends up with like sentences that like structurally make sense, but just the overall content doesn't make sense. It does, it's not thinking about the story really. Yeah. It's just, it's just like printing out these words. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, these other ones are like that. Those, those are the, my favorites. And then the last, the last one, this one I typed in Alex and Anthony climbed to the top of the mountain and then it just printed out. That's a hell of a view. And it stopped. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's that's <laughs> that one I get I can get behind. That's that's amazing. What was did so, you t- was that supposed to be a story? Or I don't know. You don't tell it the genre oh, okay. actually. It, it just says it like decides. custom text input and you just input a thing and then it tries to figure out what genre to make it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So so the website is called talktotransformer.com if you mm. want to go and play around with it. Um it's pretty fun. So So yeah, so that's uh, a new um, language processing AI that is open source, actually, so you yeah. can use it for your own project. That's really cool. Okay, my next story is food news. This comes from oh, I didn't actually, the IB Times. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, a good source. Yeah. Irritable, ba- irritable bowel times. <laughs> 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 I'm just looking at the URL. Um... Anyway, the headline is Hershey's Changes 118-Year-Old Chocolate Bar Design. What? Don't get too excited. It's temporary. Oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) The classic look of the beloved Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bars will soon see a temporary change. Uh, A new set of chocolate bars due to hit markets starting this summer will be peppered with emojis. Wait, what? (laughs) What? The Hershey Company said it's replacing the logo on its bars with 25 popular emoji etched into the rectangles that make up its milk chocolate bar. So instead of the logo, they're just going to put emoji on it. Why? What is the point of this? What is the point of anything? <laughs> Each of the emoji was, cho- was chosen to, quote, feature meanings that would help to spark a conversation. What? <laughs> Wait, are they I like phrases like, or is it no, just, just the same? one emoji on each so I guess you like break off a piece and you're like here. It's a, oh no! It's is a, one of them the poop like one? Not that I saw, but okay, good. I, I cannot rule out that one of them might be the poop one because there's 25 and I only saw like however many are on one bar. Is it like 16, 12? I don't know. Eight? No, wait. It's no, it's divided into at least like at least three by four. Oh, I, I thought it was a row, two rows. I don't know. I haven't eaten one of those in a while, actually. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times you just eat Hershey's. It just S'mores, and that's about all I got. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the company said the emoji redesign is the first time it's altered its milk chocolate bar design since it first went on sale in 1900. So, wow. I guess this is what they decided to go with. Um, and they also <laughs> said that the new emoji designs are temporary, which I've mentioned before, and I wanted to get out of the way at the top because I didn't want people to be too scared. Uh, the emojis include various smiley faces, as well as the fist pound emoji, uh, the ghost the thumbs up, the cowboy, and the hard eyes emoji. So not sure about some of those. Um, Yeah. So the hard eyes one kind of makes sense. Yeah, that one's like fine. The fist pound, which is like the fist coming out at you, that one. Yeah, I don't. Like here, I wanted to punch you, but instead I got you this piece piece of of chocolate. chocolate. 
I don't I don't know what message that sends, you know? Yeah, it feels it feels aggressive. Also the the cowboy one is like here you go, cowboy. <laughs> like what do you say? I mean, that's exactly it. Okay. That's we figured precisely it out. Precisely the message they wanted to get across. Okay. Here you go, cowboy. Yeehaw. The new bars will go on sale for a limited time beginning this summer. They will be sold in the standard size and snack size and will come in six different packagings for some reason. Uh, <laughs> they didn't write that. I did. Uh, Hershey said it will only make about 25 million standard and snack sized emoji bars. So, I mean, that's still a lot. So if you really want these, you can probably get them. <laughs> I don't know. I love emoji. Is one of them going to have a golden ticket in it? I, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you find the golden ticket, you can decide which emoji you want to put on it. That'd be fun. It's going to be the poop one. People are just going to, it's going to, yeah, they're going to put the poop one on it. Just the the image of the poop one on a piece of chocolate is just. It's upsetting. I already don't like how popular that emoji is. Yeah. So. It's around too much and this would just be, it's just, it's just it would just be a lot. Yeah. So the eggplant, that would be funny. The eggplant. <laughs> They make a whole bar that's just the eggplant and the peach. Like, <laughs> There we go. I think we've got a great idea on our hands. Yep. All right. My next story is world news. Um, I will now report on a few different stories all about people breaking Guinness Book of World Records in the past week. Oh, I love, I love records. Um. These are all from UPI.com, by the way. Okay. They had a nice list of randomly recent Guinness records that were being broken, Let's like, in the past, like, week or so. So Tis, tis the season to I break guess, the record. I guess. Okay, so the first one. A total of 1,000 people sampled three types of cheese at an Australian event to break the Guinness World Record for the largest cheese tasting. Huh. 1,000 people all at once in Australia. What if I eat 3,001 types of cheese... And one one setting. I think that would also break a record, but a different record. Okay. Are you going to try to do that? No. Oh, man. I probably would die. <laughs> I okay, love, then don't do that. I, I love cheese. That would be a lot of cheese. <laughs> your, um, your digestive system might be permanently damaged, Just, but yeah, you know. I'd be gunked up for the rest of my life. All right, the next one. An elementary school in Malaysia broke a Guinness World Record where 2,869 students spent 30 minutes learning to play Baby Shark on the ukulele. The students broke the record for the world's largest music lesson, surpassing the 2,480 students who learned to play the ocarina in a Japanese music lesson in 2014. Okay, that sounds sufficiently annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Those kids are just going to be playing that song like every 3, day. 3,000 like, children just strumming to Baby Shark. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. yikes. Uh, the next one, a statue of a Catholic saint in the Philippines was measured at 164 feet, 9 inches, earning the Guinness World Record for the tallest bamboo sculpture. The statue took a year and a half to assemble from 22,626 bamboo panels, or 60 tons of bamboo. Whoa. A lot of bamboo. When you first said sculpture, I was like, there was like, surely they knew when they were making it that it was going to be big, right? But I guess yeah. it's something they built. They like, built it, yes. They, it wasn't okay. like a marble thing. It was like, like a, yeah. It's it, just the way you said it, it was like they were surprised that it was so big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's oh, like oh, oh, this is a, this is this a record. Sculpture, <laughs> <laughs> this sculpture we've been chiseling forever is, uh, 
It's really big. This I is didn't huge. Until I didn't. Right now. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I was expecting to be six feet tops. <laughs> wow, I was really off I in was my mental off. estimations I was, here. Oh, my bad, guys. Okay, the next one: a Jewish school in Australia gathered 1,048 people to form the shape of a menorah and break a Guinness World Record for largest human menorah. <laughs> <laughs> What was the previous record on that oh, one? Oh, I didn't write it down. Was but there, was it, there was one. It was like just one a few guy standing hundred. with was, his arms out to the side. <laughs> <laughs> just a tall man. With his arms <laughs> no, it was like five hundred people or something. So okay, I think so it, it was somewhere around there. I didn't write it down. It was an existing record. Okay. Yes, it was. Interesting. Um, and finally, a high school in Mayfield, Ohio, which is hey. right by here, yeah. um, likely they've oh. not confirmed yet, broke the record for largest indoor bubble. <laughs> which was previously 65 cubic feet. So they had an event over the past week where they were a bunch of people got together in the gym and they had this like huge, like apparatus thing and dipped it in like bubble and just like went up and made this like huge bubble. And oh, they're still cool. waiting on confirmation if they broke the record or not. Huh? wonder so, what they're yeah. waiting on. I feel like bubbles are pretty transient. Yeah. Well, I think I was thinking about that. It didn't say, but I'm guessing that you can't easily just measure that on the fly and so they yeah. probably they have video of it so maybe they're so, yeah. using some type of like software to figure out like how that big it was that makes sense that makes sense and so it, that's why they didn't know immediately that's what i figured yeah cool so so yeah all that stuff happened really recently that's so cool i love their i love records me too they're just they're fun like they're nonsense but they're they're, yeah. they're fun remember that guy that just keeps breaking all these records because he just comes up with stuff like yeah. that no one's done <laughs> like when he like chopped watermelons on his stomach and stuff well that's <laughs> why i kept asking if they were like existing records because i think oh, that's yeah, more yeah. impressive looks like you're breaking something than just coming than up just with coming something it's, it's like, like it's well, a record now <laughs> no one's ever done this on this spot here we go yeah. yeah yeah these were all existing records okay cool cool the last story that i brought is travel news Ooh. Taco Bell is opening a Palm Springs hotel. Wait, what? That's right. Taco Bell has a summer getaway plan for its biggest fans as it plans to open a Palm Springs hotel where seemingly every detail is based on the brand. I love this so much. From check-in to check-out, the Bell... A Taco Bell hotel and resort reimagines what a hotel stay can be, unveiling a destination inspired by tacos and fueled by fans, the chain said. Um, the rooms, food, and cocktails will all be Taco Bell-themed. There's going to be a salon where guests can get Taco Bell-inspired nail art and hairstyles, whatever that involves. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> and, of course, there will be a gift shop. Um, I don't know. I love this idea so much. The hotel is set to begin taking reservations in June and opens August 9th. It's only open to guests who are at least 18 years old and will only be open for a limited time. Details such as pricing weren't immediately available. It's not even clear yet where in Palm Springs the hotel will be. Wait, it's only for a limited time? Yeah, I don't know why. What? What is a limited time hotel? Are they taking <laughs> over like mean? another hotel? For I a have bit? so many questions. I, know, I have so many more questions. They than this could be answer. taking over another hotel, like an already established building. Is the pool going to be full of Baja Blast? The people need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really want to know what the Taco Bell hairstyle is. I, what is that? Oh, they just make your hair into a taco. I mean, that's great if that's what it is. So, one more quote. Uh, the bell stands to be the biggest expression of the Taco Bell lifestyle to date. I guess 
If you can define your <laughs> lifestyle life as the Taco Bell lifestyle, then take a, take a look. It's a lifestyle? Um, it will be fun, colorful, flavorful, and filled with more than what our fans might expect. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going to be so many questions. going to be worse than you're imagining. Um, and this was a quote from Chief Global Brand Officer Marissa Thalberg, who uh, I guess better hope she never loses her job because this is probably the last place that'll take her. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, who comes up with this? Oh. Again, I have to. I have to you reiterate. Know I love go to this, this idea. <laughs> people are totally going to go to this. I would go. Honestly, I really like Taco Bell. I think I would go if I lived right by there Near and Palm it was Springs, just like, yeah. oh, let's check this out. You know, I wouldn't travel cross country just to no. just to go to this hotel. But if I was in the area, I would strongly consider it. If you were already planning on traveling to Palm Springs anyway, would yes. you choose to stay at this hotel? If it was an option, absolutely. OK. Yeah. Yeah. No, hands down. <laughs> I like Taco Bell. I'm still on the fence. On Taco Bell? No, on the hotel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Taco Bell's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy it. I'm not like, I don't, I don't feel any attachment to the brand, though. Like, I wouldn't be like, yeah, wow, it's a themed hotel about this. Like, what is the, the theme's just going to be images of food that I could just go to a Taco Bell and eat, you know? Yeah, I guess it's like all the food just going to be, just room service, get some Taco Bell. Is that all the food they're going to have there? You know, know, like what else are they going to have? I have so many questions. I'll stop I, asking questions. I know. I mean, yeah, I wish I, I wish I had more answers because I want to know them too. Oh, wow, though. What an idea. I now, you know, it is very creative. Like what other brands could do this? No, I mean. Any of them. Yeah. If you can just buy a hotel for a month or something and just make it into your branded It's interesting thing. though because I can see a Taco Bell hotel more than I could see something like an Arby's hotel. That just seems upsetting for some reason. <laughs> How is that more upsetting than the Taco Bell Hotel? I don't know. I feel like roast beef isn't a pleasing aesthetic, whereas you can do mm. a lot more with tacos yeah. and like pseudo Mexican food. It, it, because their brand has more of like a fun feel to it, maybe. Yeah, that's probably versus why. Arby's doesn't give you that feeling with no. their branding. Yeah. All right. My third story is technology news. And this is also from Vox. The headline is, Uber's premium customers can now push a button to tell their drivers to be quiet. That sounds so mean. I know, right? Uber is giving customers who use its premium Uber Black service the option to tell their drivers to be quiet with the push of a button. The new quiet mode feature was announced Wednesday alongside other new app settings available only to Uber Black users, including the option to set a preferred temperature and to request help with luggage or extra time getting to the car. As The Verge's Andy Hawkins points out, this option is only for the customers who are already paying about twice the price of UberX and four times the price of Uber, Uber Pool. Uber Black is a luxury service that uses a fleet of fancier cars, etc., etc. It costs more. <laughs> but it's not unlikely that the feature will be rolled out to all Uber, Uber users in the future. In a July 2018 interview with The Verge, Taggart Matheson, head of product for autonomous driving for Lyft, Uber's main rival, said his company was thinking about implementing a, quote, Zen mode. This would be basically the same thing as quiet mode and allow users to personalize their ride by specifying that they personally don't like to talk to strangers while they ride in cars. And then the article went and had this whole discussion about, like, what do you think about when you get an Uber ride, should you make conversation with the driver or is it okay to just not talk or 
is there like an etiquette to that or is there a cultural thing to that? Right. Yeah. So I don't know what you think. I don't enjoy talking to the driver usually, but if they want to have a conversation, I'm not going to tell them to shut up. Like I'll carry on a conversation, but I'm not probably going to initiate one, I guess. Like in something yeah. like the Zen mode where you set it ahead of time, say like before you get picked up, it's like, I prefer not, I'd like, I'd rather not. Talk. It still feels mean. It just, it, really it does. It just feels very cold. Like, it's also encouraging I don't people to just be completely you. socially inept. Just like, can, if you can't say it to them yourself, then like, they shouldn't yeah, enable I, you with a button. That's it's just, just, and something yeah, like the temperature too, it's like, Hey, would you mind turning it down or like? Yeah, just ask them. Just like, ask why? like a person, you weirdo. Like <laughs> that just feels yeah, mean. It's like with these customers, like, well, I want to set all my car preferences ahead of time, and I don't want to interact with the person at all. They're just my driver, and I'm not interacting with them, and Ugh, I'm above you. I like hate that's that. it. Give, it gives me that feeling. It makes a me bit. feel real gross. The Uber one. Yeah, but I feel like drivers know, already have a tough enough time. It just I know just removing the social you know. interaction element of it, which I think and some of them actually like, enjoy. Right. It just feels mean. Although, it, you know, there was some discussion in here, too, about how if you are a driver, sometimes it's hard to know. Like, you have to kind of judge if the passenger wants to be talking and stuff. Yeah, and so, so it maybe you does might, take like, some pressure off of like, them. Like, either talk to them or not talk to them, and they wanted the opposite situation. And then, yeah. and then like, I don't know, that they, their experience might not be as good because you didn't know because they didn't say anything, which, like, really, that's probably the passenger's fault. But That's a fair point. You know. I guess I could see it from that angle too but yeah i don't, I don't know. know i just it's feel just, like it's the it's same it's with kind of weird like but what if the driver doesn't want to talk either and you're like i like a conversational driver and now they feel pressured to talk like i don't know i don't like i yeah, feel like it, well that that just plays into the american culture of the customer is always right and just yeah. if you're doing a service then you just need to smile and just be friendly and Ugh. just do whatever the customer wants i hate that which is an american cultural thing so i feel like it's an older american cultural thing i feel like our generation's a lot better about that kind of thing treating yeah, service think, people as people oh yeah yeah <laughs> i think the customers are nicer now probably but Ho- that expectation yeah. is still there yeah like if you're being nice to someone and then they're like behind a counter and they're being rude to you that still feels very like whoa right yeah you know what i mean <laughs> No, so I mean, service people can pers- still be mean, and I'm not yeah, going to be no, happy yeah, about no, that. Yeah, yeah, I know, right, right, right. <laughs> Just an it's, it's interesting conversation. But even in that but... case, I try to be understanding because I... Like, yeah, no, oh, yes, so, so do I. It's because just like... Honestly, you never know what type of day someone's having. Exactly. So, like, I, I, I always think this. Anytime I see someone out in public and anywhere, or it's the, they're in the, at their job or whatever, and they're just, like, unhappy about something... They honestly probably are just having a bad day or something else happened and they're upset or something. They're just stressed or whatever. Yeah. And they're not, it's not personal. You know what? They're not trying yeah, to like take something. Probably they're not trying to like do never something personal. directed at you, you know? Yeah. The only people so. I get mad at are other drivers. And that's because like, no matter, like I'm not going to actually interact with them. I can just be <laughs> like, ah, you. <laughs> <laughs> do you yell that out the window? Ah, you. Oh, <laughs> ah, you. <laughs> yes, they hate it. Obviously, nobody would ever know that it was mad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Beep, boop, beep. Ready, set, go. go! This story is from THV11.com. You know, your favorite news website. <laughs> <laughs> 
headline reads, Arkansas woman gets 15 years for posing as sheriff, releasing boyfriend from jail. <laughs> That's, oh gosh. Wait, is she dressed up as a sheriff? So she, she posed as a California sheriff's deputy and convinced uh, the Washington County jail officials to release her boyfriend from jail. Uh, and she was sentenced to 15 years when they figured this out. Uh, she was, oh, no. she pleaded guilty on Monday to forgery, third degree escape, and second degree criminal impersonation. <laughs> There's different degrees of escape. <laughs> if only so like if only part if only part know. of you makes it out, it's a it's a lower degree. It's a lower degree escape. Okay. Um, they were arrested about a month after the after the escape. Okay. Uh, in another town, uh, she presented false paperwork to the uh, Washington County Detention Center in July 2018 which fooled them into releasing her boyfriend. Uh, He pleaded guilty in February for escaping jail, but received no jail time due to time already served with five years of parole. I don't know how that works. Like, I would think the crime of escaping would also apply to him. But apparently... Yeah, why is it... The article doesn't uh, explain it. Maybe, okay, when they were caught, they both went to jail... And then he's been in jail since that time. And then that's the time that counts as time, sir. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But she has extra charges because she posed as an officer and stuff. Yeah, she did a lot of bad things. Um, Wow, that's wild. Yeah, so she... And and also kind of funny that they actually pulled that off. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of impressive that it actually worked for as long as it did. Yeah. Yeah. she had only just bonded out of jail earlier that day when the, when she pulled this off. She called what? the jail and identified herself as Deputy L. Kershaw um, with the Ventura County Sheriff's Office, and she provided a forged document uh, releasing the agency's hold on low for her boyfriend. Um, so, yeah. wow. They later figured out the document was fake and that the uh, VCSO didn't have a deputy named El Kershaw, <laughs> which you think would be the first thing the you first check. Thing check, right? <laughs> so really, I think everyone's at fault. <laughs> wow, that's wild. That's crazy. Okay, I found a story from the Guardian, and the headline is: Diner accidentally gets four thousand five hundred pound pound like the currency bottle of wine. In a Manchester restaurant. Oh, that would be a heavy bottle. Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> They're accidentally served a two-ton bottle of wine. She was immediately uh, crushed. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, um, this couple just ordered a bottle of wine, and they were brought the wrong bottle of wine, yeah. and the wrong bottle was worth uh, 4,500 pounds. Okay. So it was like one of the most expensive things you could order, and they were just given that by accident. Um, did they get to drink it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They had got to keep, like they got to, they didn't charge them for it. They were just like, Oh yeah, that was our mistake. Like this isn't what you ordered. <laughs> they just got to drink the nice wine. Wow. <laughs> so good for that restaurant that could apparently afford to just lose $400,000 yeah, <laughs> in one go. $4,000. Oh, 4,000. Yes. Oh, 4,500. Okay. I misunderstood. Yeah. Although, actually, wait, in dollars, it would be more than that number. It would be almost $400,000. <laughs> I don't know if Because everybody many, knows the conversion between pounds and dollars. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 a, it's on the hundred. It's a thousand. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. 
It's like a hundred times. No, four thousand is still no, a big hit. I, if I had to guess, I would guess that this is probably like six thousand dollars, which is still insane. That's, that's pretty high given for a bottle I, of wine. Given that I generally won't spend more than twenty. <laughs> okay, so listen to this tweet from the restaurant. They sound like such nice people. To the customer who accidentally got given a bottle of Chateau Le Pin Pomerol 2001, which is 4,500 pounds on our menu last night, hope you enjoyed your evening. To the member of staff who accidentally gave it away, chin up, one-off mistakes happen, and we love you anyway. Aww. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I was going to say, I thought the the second one was going to be like, pack your bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm sure mean managers probably would fire someone over something like that. Like yeah. that's very, that's a lot of money that they it's lost, a, but like it's a pretty big it was mistake, just a mistake, but, yeah. but at least it has yeah. a, a good ending. I guess they got some fancy wine and nobody got fired. Um, Oh, apparently the people writing this article don't know who the people were that actually drank the wine. Like, I think they were trying to find out and it's like unknown <laughs> or something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. I don't know why you would know who they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's fun. Like, yeah. I wonder if they, were told like at the time that it was the wrong that it was worth that much or if they was just like oops hey, we, we got the hey, wrong bottle I bought you a re- you know? I got you a really expensive one don't tell anyone <laughs> I hope they appreciated it I don't know yeah just once in my life I'd like to try a bottle of wine that they think is worth that much money me too just to see what just it, if know. I can tell the difference because I'm not Same. good I'm not good at telling the difference between bottles of wine I can tell the difference but it doesn't correlate with price though yeah like there are some wines that i just really like and i'm like this is a lot better than this other one but it honestly does not correlate with price at all like some you know sometimes i've had slightly more pricey things that i don't like as much as less expensive stuff so who knows yeah all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description you can subscribe to knickknack news on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher or whatever other app you'd like to use and while you're there think about maybe leaving us a review or a rating yeah. even just i mean we love clicking, it when we get reviews clicking that five that fifth star not a lot of effort just saying it's just one click so just one click on yeah. the five yeah make sure it's the five and uh you can follow us <laughs> on social media uh we're on facebook at facebook.com slash news and on twitter at at news all right we'll see you next week bye take two alex and anthony ran through the temple towards the exit as the giant stone ball rolled towards them then they reached over them the ball bounced over them as it touched down with the end of it making a beeline over anthony's head striking him in the face one of the balls hit the hood of anthony's jeans but he managed to raise himself up quickly as the other ball landed just behind him Get ready for a hell of a ride, a large voice shouted as the door to the door opened. (laughs) The door to the door. (laughs) I gotta stop wearing those hooded jeans. Yeah, I know. Why are you wearing hooded jeans? (laughs)